All right, guys, welcome back to the Golf Podcast. We're super excited for this one. Uh, this is an interview we've been we've been talking about internally for a while. We said, you know, really excited to get Mike on the show. And and guys, you you know him as as the M and GM Golf. Also, the incredible work he's done with Good Good and his own YouTube channel, which congratulations by the way has grown to over three hundred thousand subscribers. Mike Morris, welcome Thank to the you. show. Thank you, guys. I tell you, it's it's super good to be here. I'm super excited to just uh you know chat with you guys and just kind of learn a little bit what, about what you guys do and share about what i do and yeah thanks for having me on the show it's it's gonna be fun yeah it, it's, it's definitely an honor to have you here and and as i said and, and as i rattled off some of the things you've been involved with i mean no doubt easily one of the most recognizable golf content creators out there um so a lot of people are obviously are very aware of you but what i want to know and I, I like asking this because it feels like for us, our first exposure is when we start to see you on YouTube and stuff like that. And we don't always kind of know the backstory. So I wanted to find out mm. a little bit more when it comes to golf, where you got your start. Like, and I know a lot of people like that, maybe it's, it's there are other sports, not a lot of guys who are baseball and they come over to golf. Other guys start golf young. So what was it for you? When did you get your start in the game? Because I mean, realistically, and I'm not blowing smoke here, you're always in the conversation when it comes to best golfer on YouTube. The, the, the reality <laughs> is you're, you're, an, you're an incredible golfer now. So obviously that came from somewhere. So tell us a little bit about your start with the game. Yeah, so that's actually a really good question. It's a little bit different than most people would probably expect. Um, I didn't play golf at all um, growing up or really even in high school. Um, and I played a couple other different sports. I was, I loved baseball. I loved, um, I loved playing football, just kind of all the sports that, you know, a young, a young, you know, boy would love. And I, um, actually got into volleyball and played that in high school. And then kind of towards the end of my high school career, I injured myself and then I kind of, I couldn't play, I couldn't play volleyball anymore. And, you know, kind of coincidentally, I just picked up golf and I just, I just like fell in love with it. So I was probably like 17, 16 or 17, kind of finishing high school. And just actually my first set of clubs was I went to a pawn shop and I spent $45 <laughs> on a set of clubs. And it was just, I can't remember what they were. And then I went and just bought a, a bucket of balls and I grew up on a farm. So we had, we had a lot of property. So yeah, so I, I uh, basically turned one of our, our cow, cow pastures into a driving range, and I put I put, um, I put put flags out there, and I had several different distances, like 150, 200, 250. <clears throat> and I would just, at the time I was doing construction, working for my dad, and I would just go out there every single day after that, and I would hit balls. I'd, I think I had like a bucket of like 100 balls, and I would hit it like two or three times a day. Um, <clears throat> so it was really cool, and so I just fell in love with it. And then... Um, started going to the driving range. I didn't, I didn't go to a golf course for probably the first like six or eight months of me technically playing golf. Um, <clears throat> and then I ended up going and playing like the local little municipal course or whatever. And then I just kind of wanted to take it more seriously. So I got a, I got a, a swing coach for, I probably took like, I think three or four lessons from him. And then he was, we kind of had worked through some things and I was just like, I, I want to get more serious about this. And so <clears throat> at the time I was, I had, I was 19 at that, at that time. And I just, I got up, I got a call from my uncle in Kansas city and I was Garrett, my cousin, which most people knows that, um, he was playing in a charity tournament scramble in Missouri. And so I was like, 
hey, can I, I just want to go play with you guys. So <clears throat> I packed up my car and I drove like all night to play in a scramble the next day. And I played in the scramble. And then after I finished playing in it, there was a golf coach that came up to me and he was like, hey, do you have you ever considered playing college golf? And I was like, <clears throat> well, I have never really just I've never had the opportunity, but I would I would love that. And so he was like, he was like, if you want to come play for me, I'll give you a, I'll give you like a full ride scholarship to come play golf. What? And I was like, <laughs> I didn't even, I didn't even know how to like handle that. And so I kind of started having that conversation and that was at a school in Missouri. But then I had talked to my uncle about it and there was another, there was a community college in Kansas city, Kansas city community college. And he called up the coach at that college. And then this was, this was probably like August, um, right at the first of August. And so I talked to the coach there and he lived right next to my, or he, the school was right next to my uncle's house. So it worked out perfectly. And the coach was like, uh, he was like, Hey, you want to come and play a practice round with the guys on Monday? And it was Saturday. And I was like, <laughs> you know what? I think I'm going to do it. So Sunday comes up and I told my, I told my parents, I was like, Hey dad, mom, I'm going to, I'm going to drive to Kansas city and, and play a practice round with the school and, you know, just see what happens. So ended up driving back to Kansas city and I played a practice round and then coach came up to me after and he was like, Hey, I'll give you a full, full ride scholarship to the community college if you want to play. And I was like, wow. all right, let's do it. And so I didn't even go back home. I just, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I literally just played a practice round and school started on Wednesday. And I mean, it was just, it was chaotic, but I got it done. And it, that's like, it was so, to me, it's just so amazing how it worked out. Like with the, just the opportunity that came up. And once I like, you know, go back a couple years, how it was just like, I found that passion with golf and I knew I wanted to play. And it was just, I didn't really have much opportunity until then, but I just, I just like, you know, like every day I would go out and hit balls in the pasture pasture. And I was just like, I don't know where this is going to go, but I know I have a passion for it and I know I want to do it. And I just, I just stuck with it. And it's just really amazing to me how, how that worked out. And those opportunities, like the people who came into my life, that gave me those opportunities. They probably, I don't know if they ever know how much they, you know, meant to me. And now moving from, I played two and a half years there and it was just incredible. And then kind of moved into the social media space and, you know, here we are now I'm, now I'm on YouTube and it's, it's awesome. And I love it. That is so incredible. So were you still playing those $40 pawn shop clubs? Like when you got th this, you know, offer to play in college and have a full ride at that point? Uh, I mean, it sounds like this all happened very playing, quickly. I was playing a, a hand-me-down. So I had, I had actually gotten a set from my uncle. Um, it was like a complete mixed set. I think I had like two different brands of irons i was hitting you know some random driver and I, I had a full set but it was a complete hand-me-down set for my uncle <clears throat> um so that's what i had going into college <clears throat> which was it was awesome i mean <laughs> i i think the driver i was hitting was probably 25 years old or whatever and <clears throat> it got me there and i love it i, I wouldn't have wanted it to happen any other way that, that's incredible so it sounds like and from from what i see with what you do now you seem to have a, a passion for the competitive side, tournament golf. So like, we'll talk about that. And I want to talk about where you're headed with that. But did a lot of that 
come from like the, your college experience? Cause I would imagine that was your first like actual competitive golf experience. Is that where that came from? And is, is competitive golf kind of what drives you? Yeah. Um, it really is. And I think like I've always, ever since I was a kid, I've just, I've loved competition of any kind. And I probably when I was like four or five years old, five or six years old, it was baseball. Like baseball was everything to me. And I would, that was like what I, you know, what I wanted to do when I grow up was be a professional baseball player. And I just, that the, like, whether it was, I was playing baseball or football or whatever it was when I was a kid, the competition was just like, I'm just so passionate about competition. And so when I did get into golf and then make it into, you know, kind of the college scene, the playing tournaments was my, it was my favorite thing. And so that definitely has had a huge impact on just like my, just my love and passion for the game. And when it comes to competition, that has always been a part of me. But I think the thing that like, I love the most about competition especially with golf is like, it's very singular, but it also, now that I've played in a couple of professional events, I have a caddy obviously, but it, it it all comes down to like how well I can think on a golf course. And Mm -hmm. that is all like up to me. And so there's, you know, there's nobody to blame. There's nobody to, to say like, this is why I played this way. It's the, the competition aspect of is really cool. But I think the thing that almost drives me more is like how, much can I control my thoughts in order to play well? And it's like, it's like a battle within myself. And when I, when I can, when I can control the way that I think and when I can think well, I know that I can compete pretty much anywhere. And so it kind of all, you know, goes together there, but I love competition. And that's, that's like the direction I want to go with, with my career is I want to give professional golf a good run for the next couple of years and just see where it goes. Gotcha. Now, from that thought side of it, is this something that you've kind of discovered on your own? Have you worked with a mental game coach? Like, it sounds like that's a big part of it for you. So how have you kind of explored that? It's a huge part. When I, um, when I was in college, I actually was like the worst I've ever been. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Well, I mean, given that fact that you kind of just started playing. Yeah, yeah, true. I I guess I could have a little grace for myself there, but um, I just, I would, in college, I, I, I literally would drive myself mad. I would, I would wake up, I would go to the driving range and I would hit balls and then I would go to class. And then there was a little course right beside the, the school and in between classes, I would go to the course and hit bunker shots. And then I'd go back to class and then I would go to, to actual golf practice in like at one o'clock. So I literally would practice for like, sometimes it would be 10 to 10 hours a day, even though I was doing, you know, full-time school. So I like drove myself mad practicing. And I, I got to a point where I realized like, I just, I didn't feel like I was progressing even though I was practicing so much and it was so frustrating to me. So that's when I like dove into the mental side of golf. And I, mm-hmm. are you familiar with Bob Rotella at all? Yes. Yep. I've read his books. Yeah. Bob Rotella is just incredible. I have not met him in person yet. I would love to work with him in person, but I have read like, I have read his books just really religiously. And I spent and so I started to realize, like, if I'm going to spend so much time physically practicing, but I'm not necessarily progressing the way that I want to, it's got to be something else. And that's when I just, that's when I discovered, like, it's, it's a hundred percent mental when you get to a certain level. 
And so I just dove into the mental side of golf of like, how can I change the way that I think? How can I change the way that I'm viewing the game in order to like make a lot of progress? Because I practiced so much because I always felt like I was behind because I haven't been playing golf for that long. Mm -hmm. So that's when I just like started putting hours and hours and hours into like visualizing and reading books and listening to podcasts and just like putting so much time and energy into that side of the game. And I think that has really been had a huge impact on like, I haven't necessarily been playing golf for that long, but I feel like I've made a lot of progress in a, in a relatively short amount of time because I have learned how to like think my way around the golf course, how to control my thoughts and my emotions and being able to visualize. And that just is such a huge part of the game. And that that's kind of like made me, I think even more passionate about it because it all comes down to like, it's just, it just all comes back to like, how well can I, control my emotions mentally, physically, spiritually, all in order to play good golf. So it's a huge part of it. All right, you know what time it is. College football. It's right. It's back. Guys, you can enjoy the tradition and all the fun that Saturday college football has to offer now through the DraftKings Sportsbook and the Celebrate the best time of the year right now. Get this. DraftKings is going to offer, if you just bet $5 on a game, how cool is this? On any team to win, you're going to get up to $200 in free bets instantly win or lose. And if that's not enough action, get this. You could do the same game parlays, which I love, which gives you a shot at an even bigger payout. So just combine multiple bets into one, like which team's going to get the win, which team's going to score first, and so on and so forth. It makes it more fun. DraftKings, it's super safe, it's reliable, and it's convenient. And get this, it's so easy to withdraw your money and even deposit money. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use code GOLFICITY. And when you deposit and make a $5 bet on any college football game this week, get this, $200 in free bets instantly, win or lose. That's code GOLFICITY only at DraftKings Sportsbook. You mentioned the the social media stuff came in shortly after that or you said a couple years down the road. What was it that you were doing? Was it just a trick shot stuff that really kind of helped you and Garrett in the backyard type stuff? And was it at that point where you're like, all right, I can make a living off this. Like, I could do this. This like golf, I'm going all in on it. Was, was it the, when the social media stuff started to ramp up? <laughs> Um, yeah, that's, that is, it's so cool because in 2015, me and Garrett started GM golf on Instagram and I was, I was in school at the time and playing, you know, college tournaments. And so we basically just started doing trick shots and we had like this little putting green in the backyard, which many, most, most people, hopefully you've, you've probably seen that, but well, that backyard that was like kind famous of now, yeah. you know, yeah, like, we've seen it. <laughs> so it, we just started doing trick shots and I remember like, when we, when we started, it was fun. And, you know, the first couple of videos that probably got, you know, eight or 10,000 views and we're like freaking out. We're like, this is absolutely insane. And at the time we weren't even, I don't even think we were thinking about money because right. I don't think that we even knew there was money to be made there. Um, but we just like started grinding on that. And, um, probably for probably six or eight months. And I remember when we hit 10,000 followers and we were, we were sitting in like around a little campfire and we were just freaking out and it was the coolest thing ever. And so we continued to build that probably until I think it was around like 30, 30,000 uh, followers on Instagram. And me and Garrett had worked, both worked really hard on it, but Garrett was, Garrett was just a different animal when it come, when it came to trick shots. And so he was just obsessed with it. And I kind of, I kind of like started to kind of fall away a little bit. I just was, I was like finishing up my college career. 
I had just met my now wife. And so I was like, you know what? I think I'm, I kind of want to step away for a little bit. And so I ended up moving um, to Texas and Garrett kind of took over the Instagram and he kind of moved on to YouTube shortly after that, but he just continued to grow that. And I was still playing golf, but I had kind of just stepped away from, I guess, the social media side of it and kind of was just figuring out my life. I think I was 24 or 23 at the time. So I was just kind of at that stage of, you know, what's next for me. Mm -hmm. And so continued to play golf, um, got married and then ended up moving to Fort Wayne, Indiana, where I spent like a year doing uh, construction. And I was, I bought a range membership, which that's kind of a whole nother story. But I practiced, just kind of practiced and did construction for a year. And then Garrett actually asked me to come back in the, um, like the fall of 2019. So I kind of came back and we started doing GM golf again for probably the better part, almost, almost a year and a half. Um, and it was, it was awesome. Like it was kind of like we, we were back together doing GM, but we were doing, we were making YouTube videos now and, you know, filming matches and we just kind of. That was kind of just the start of it for me when it kind of when I came back and I did that for, like I said, a year and a half before I ended up kind of going off on my own. But it really it really is amazing. Like and, you know, I've told Garrett this so many times, but like the opportunity that him giving me opportunity to come back is was, you know, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for that. So, um, you know, for anybody listening to this, like it's just it's really cool to see what kind of how it all transpired, how it all looped, like kind of just a full circle. Mm-hmm. And then Garrett asked me to come back and and now being here, it's it's incredible and I'm extremely thankful for it. But social media is is fun and it's a grind and <laughs> it's it's just really neat. That is cool. And it's cool, you know, you guys being cousins, Mike and myself, we're cousins as well. So we get we get that and the connection mm-hmm. that's there. Yeah, for sure. So did it give you, when you did go back briefly to construction, did that give you a little bit more of a perspective of like, the golf is my thing, like I want to get back to it? You know, is, was there any type of direction that that gave you there? Yeah, it was, um, <laughs> that's a, that's, it's a very complex story and I'll, I'll try to tell it in a few words, but it's, it's really, I think it's important to, as part of my story, um, so when I got, when I, we, me and my wife got married on September 7th, 2000, um, gosh, don't, don't mess this up. <laughs> 2000, <laughs> it's four years ago now. So 2000, that, I think that's 2018, yeah. eight, whatever. I'll tell you a pro tip. I got the year engraved on the inside of my ring for that yeah. reason. <laughs> so that's my, this is my cheat sheet. When I get in trouble, I'm like, oh, we got yeah. married in, uh, 2008 <laughs> so 2018 and right after we got married i ended up i broke my foot and the we had this whole plan constructed that after after we got married we were going to move to florida and i was going to start playing on the mini tours um but that was just not what the lord had for us so we i broke my foot and that was like the day after we got married and then we we had we had nothing like we were just in a very like a low spot. And so we were living in Dallas at the time, but then we had the opportunity to move to Fort Wayne where it was just a cheaper lifestyle. We had been able to make a little bit more money um, and just kind of, kind of reset. So golf was like, I never lost the, the, the vision for golf, 
Um, but moving to Fort Wayne and now kind of like having to completely reset, I didn't play golf for eight months. I think it was, um, and it was just, it was a very interesting, like challenging time. But when we moved to Fort Wayne, I still had, I never lost my passion for golf. I knew that I, I was the farthest from it, but I was like, I still knew that I wanted to do it. And so when we moved there, I went and we found this driving range called, it was, I think it was called Bobix. And we, some, they had some type of membership deal for driving range, for the driving range running for like three months. And it was like 120 bucks. And I remember like telling my wife, I was like, I know we can't afford this, but let's just put it on the credit card because I, I know that I need to continue playing golf. Like it's, it's part of who I am. It's, it's what I'm supposed to do. So we bought a a range membership on the credit card because we couldn't afford it. And every day after I would finish, you know, a full day of work doing siding is what we were doing. I would go to the range and, you know, hit, 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 hit a couple hundred balls. And so I did that for the, almost the full time we were there. And so it was cool because I never, like, even though I was doing construction full time, I was, we were in Fort Wayne. It was the farthest ever from golf. Like I, I still just kept that vision in front of me, me and my wife both did. And, and we, we never, we never, never let it out of our sight, even though it was so far away. But it, I think it just speaks to like, if, you, you just can't give up on that. Like you can't give mm-hmm, up on right. something that you're passionate about because it's just so, so important. Even, even when it's like seems so far away, I just think that with, with enough perseverance, like anything is possible. So that's kind of like, I never lost it, but it also was like extremely difficult during that time. And so where we are now is just, is I can't, I wake up every day. Just it's, I have to pinch myself. All right, guys, we're going to get you back to the interview with Micah. We're going to pay some bills real quick. Huge thanks to Tommy John, uh, big sponsor of the podcast. We've got a lot of fun content planned with them. In fact, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you'll get to you'll get to see it soon that uh, you and I did a one hole match, and let's just say the loser had to jump into a murky, muddy uh, <laughs> water body of water at the Irish course uh, in their Tommy John's. In their Tommy John's, that's right. And uh, yeah, so we're not going to spoil that. You'll have to go see it when it comes out. But the point was to showcase their latest 360 sport underwear, which I am loving. It's the only thing I wear now. Uh, I've been wearing Tommy John for a long time. I know you have too. Yep. Um, the, these these underwear, these are for guys on the golf course, in the gym, out of the gym, sleeping, whatever you're doing. I love how they make them. They have this 360 stretch fabric that prevents riding up wedgies, even during the most strenuous activities. So you can do any of those activities. You don't have to worry about tugging on yourself. They're super comfortable. Uh, mesh cooling zones with the anti-odor, the antimicrobial, all that stuff that's important. And I love that stay put waistband. I don't know how they come up with this stuff. How I don't know. Do the, the entire thing is well thought out from start it, to seriously, finish. Seriously. And, and like I said, I'm spoiled for it now that I've worn them. Like there's no going back. Yeah, yep. Right. Yeah, you you, you, you feel back. it when you wear something else after wearing a pair yeah, of Tommy John. You can't yeah, go you back. You can't do it. No. I mean, you got to go check out all the latest styles of their 360 line. They got these great colors. I love mine that are hot pink. They're super cool. Uh, my favorite underwear ever. And you can get 20% off now if you use code Golficity at checkout. 20% is a lot. So G O L F I C I T Y. You will not be disappointed. Go pick up a pair. I'm sure you'll be back to order a lot more. And of course, we got to thank Titleist. We all have different abilities, different levels on the golf course. But the one thing we do share is the desire to bring our best and try to go as low as possible every time we tee it up. After all, that is the goal. But it all starts uh, by choosing that golf ball that fits your game. So 
the Pro V1. It's the combination of speed, spin, and feel in the game. The X gives you a higher flight, firmer feel. That's what I play. Yeah, we learned that in our one. ball fitting that we recently did. Love doing did. those yep. ball fittings. Mm-hmm. If you haven't done a ball fitting, go do one. You'll learn a lot. Uh, but both balls deliver long distance, consistent flight, soft feel, and the all-important, guys, we love it, the drop and stop green side control. We don't want to hit the green and roll off the back. Exactly. We want to stay on that dance floor. So whether you're Justin Thomas, Jordan Spieth, Nelly Korda, competing at the game's highest levels, or simply just striving to be the best that you could be, Tee up a Pro V1 or Pro V1X and always bring your best. Oh, and get this, guys. The Premier Series, who you, you hear us raving about all the time, Foot Joy. I, I, we recently did our travel series at Whistling Straits. I, I, like, at this point, like, I just pack my Premiers and yeah, go. Like, yeah. I am so set because I know whether I have to play 36, 18, whatever it is, I'm going to be comfortable. I'm going to get the traction I want. It's also the most played shoe on shoe on tour it is by far notice that so it's not just us raving about it it's right. even on tour it's the most shoe. it's worn by you know 2022 champion golf of the year cam smith you've got jt max homa billy horschel adam scott it just keeps going on and on and there's a reason why so many of them are wearing the premiere series uh it's got the design the material characteristics you would expect from that classically styled shoe and, and i love that i love that trade-off of like having the classic style but the modern fit and the yeah. modern comfort and the modern performance so you've got it all wrapped up in there you've got those premium waterproof leathers you've got the uh the natural leather welts the details it's just exudes craftsmanships i love the look of it um i like that to be able to have that classic kind of styling that works well with the modern as well it's just just right in my wheelhouse but plus it's got that amazing traction we uh believe it or not when we played the straights course i i looked at my step counter it was eight miles that we walked yeah. that day and it was eight tough miles it was yeah, it because it, that is no even terrain out there mm. up and down and you know where we hit the ball we found some spots maybe other people don't yeah you know walking through like some of the hills and you just had that stability but you also had that light weight so you didn't feel like you were weighing yourself down you're able to continue to play and that's what i really think makes the premiere series so unique you know what's so great about that those premieres i wore on the straights yeah. they were the first time i ever wore them like i took them out of the box right and people no always get nervous in. like right. you didn't break those in before walking in. i didn't need to no break in needed it's just that comfortable so you can learn more about the premiere series at footjoy.com and guys, another one we want to thank is Rapsodo, the Rapsodo mobile launch monitor. You guys have seen us using it quite a bit. If you watch the uh, the regular channel, we've done all types of challenges with it. We use it as a practice tool around the range. And now they offer a combine. And what I love about a combine is it really creates a way to have some more focused practice. If you're the type of person that just keeps slipping into that habit of getting to the range and just beating balls and just realizing, why am I not getting any better? Something like this is so perfect for you. The Rapsoda Mobile Launch Monitor is super small. It's compact. It's easy to use. You don't need a tech degree to use this thing. In fact, the combine itself, it was so hands-off when we did it. Mm -hmm. We set it up behind us. You pick a couple of distances that you want to hit. It walks you through it, and then it spits out a score at the end. 24 shots. Exactly, 24 shots. And then you can use that as a benchmark to see if what you're doing is making you a better golfer. So- the Rapsoda Mobile Launch Monitor, this is going to go as you know one of my top most suggested tools when it comes to getting better and improving, but it's also so much fun to use. What I can't believe, though, is the price tag. Use code GOLFICITY, MLM, at Rapsoda's website. You're going to get an incredible $100 off. It brings this device down to $399. It's amazing. Sub $400 for a super reliable 
launch monitor that gives you those tracers. It gives you your distance. And now you've got things like the combine allows you to be competitive out there and have fun while super you're super small too. Yeah, Shut super small. So check out Rapsodo uh, for that and make sure you use code golf is MLM. Yeah, for sure. And how many of you guys out there are in the market for a rangefinder? I'm sure it might've been on your mind. You're about to pick one up. There's so many options. Where do you go? Have you checked out Precision Pro? Have you checked out the NX10? You saw us use the R1 on our channels. We use the NX10. They've got great products. This is kind of all that Precision Pro does. They put all their love into this. And what they did in the NX10, which was new, is they've upgraded internals, uh, which means they have lightning quick target lock, which is key. Uh, improve HD optics for this new LCD display. And they increase the strength of that magnetic cart that you just slap it on the side of the cart. Yeah. It's fantastic. You know it's always there. You grab it when you get out of the car. You put it right back. I just love the way it feels in your hands. It's super durable. It doesn't feel like one of those flimsy no-namers that you'll buy on Let's Amazon. Let's just say we've drop tested it. We have drop tested it many times. <laughs> yes. And guys, it's it's all good. It's all good. What I love about the NX10, though, is that interchangeable plates to customize it. You probably have seen the the Golficity logoed yep. ones, which are super cool. We're going to be doing a lot more with those. And one rangefinder becomes many that way. It does. Because the sleeves are not very expensive. And let's say you're going on a tropical golf trip and you want to pick up one of their cool tropical sleeves and slap I'm it on that there. that tropical one, by Right? The way. Yeah. I mean, you, it just it's a really cool extra thought. It, obviously, the rangefinder itself... It, it does all the functions you need. Yep. It's just aesthetic, but you know what? That aesthetic of those sleeves sometimes, it's it just cool. makes all and, the difference. It's just like, it's cool to have- And they're like, coming out with new ones every yeah, day. you get to change it up. You know, you know so, on the 4th of July, you slap the American flag one on right, there. It's just right. cool. Yeah. So not only that, the cool part of it, but guys, you won't be disappointed. And it's kind of like, there's really no risk to pick one up because they've got the Precision Pro Care package. They got free battery replacements, two-year warranty on their rangefinders. They got the best customer policy. service. 90-day return policy. You can use it for the entire summer and return it, which you're not which going to. we're not to. encouraging. We're not encouraging <laughs> you. And trust, trust me, you won't want to. You are. Uh, free shipping. And again, Golficity code. Use it. G-O-L-F-I-C-I-T-Y. You'll get 20 bucks off. So it'll get even cheaper. It's already under 300 but it will get even cheaper with that code. So guys, Precision Pro, swing with confidence. Hit more greens. Precision Pro Golf, and speaking of hitting more greens, let's get back to Micah because he's pretty darn good at doing that. Watching your your YouTube channel now, it seems like a lot is really starting to come together for you and your wife between like the competitive golf and even tell us a little bit about the RV because it sounds like that was a dream of yours and and that's coming yep. to fruition. But what's what's the plans there? What's what's the vision with that? Um. So yeah, competitive golf is something I'm really like. I'm, I'm kind of in the next couple months, I'm going to really start getting a little more you know, like intense about it. But we, um, we just, we love, we both love traveling being me and Katie do. And we, we have kind of like found a niche with that of like making it kind of making it our lifestyle, but then doing it alongside of, of golf. And so we, we just, it just kind of works out well because we're like, why don't we just get an RV we can then like travel around to different spots where there's, you know, tournaments, probably Florida is going to be kind of the first spot, but that way, you know, we just kind of have, we always have a home away from home. It's not like we're living out of a suitcase in an Airbnb while we're, you know, while I'm playing in, in tournaments and, and we both just, we both just love it. Like we've, we've always wanted an RV probably ever since we got married, I think was about when it kind of started. And it just, it's really cool because we're kind of just kind of create a, a lifestyle around that while, you know, kind of pursuing professional golf. And 
we both love it. It's, it's like just, it's really fun for us to be able to like do it together. And it just, it works out really well to be able to, you know, like I said, have a home away from home and be able to move around to different spots and play in tournaments. And it, it, there's just really nothing holding us back when it comes to that. So it's yeah. just that's kind of like where we, where we're kind of headed with that. That sounds like you're in a good spot. So is that what we can expect from your YouTube channel and your social, like seeing a lot of that journey, you know, being on the RV, traveling places, playing in these, these mini tour events, is that kind of the vision? Like as far as it's still the ultimate vision, like, the top of the line PGA tour, like trying to make your way there. And and if so, is that how you plan to achieve it is through these mini tour events and trying to work your way in? Yeah. Um, it's, it's really cool. I think there's kind of a, there's something, there's a little spot missing in professional golf. Like you, you see the guys at the top and then you kind of, you know, you hear about some of the guys on the corn Ferry tour who are the, you know, top 25, but there's, there's really not much documentation of the people who are everything in between of like what, what it's like to, to try to get there and, you know, hopefully make it, but it's just kind of documenting the process of, of that alongside of, you know, creating content, content, and then also like building a brand and building a business while doing that. And they work really well together, but I really just want to, I just really want to document the process of, of, you know, my journey to the tour and really just show, show everything. Like I want to, I want to show the good stuff. I want to show the bad stuff. I want to show, you know, the hard things, the, the things that people just don't get to see. And it's just kind of, yeah, I just, I want to document that and just like bring people into that journey with me. And it's, you know, it's a little bit tough sometimes because it's like, it's kind of a vulnerable, vulnerable spot to be, I guess, because there's good days and there's bad days, but it's, I'm so passionate. I'm so passionate about that, but I'm also so passionate about like just inspiring people to to do what they're passionate about, to do what they love. And I think this is a way for, for me and my wife to be able to do this and just show that you don't have to be from any one particular background or you don't have to have everything together to be able to pursue what you're passionate about. Because, you know, we have certainly started from the very, very bottom and just, it all started with a vision and now we're just, we want to like portray that through the content that we're creating while we're pursuing what we're passionate about. That's, that's incredible. I mean, I, I'm excited to see some of what you come up yep. with along that journey. That's for sure. Oh, me too. And and some of the best content I love watching is like George Bryan's pursuit for, you know, his tour mm-hmm. endeavors. So I know the question is going to be tough of the balance of putting the camera away while you focus on real competitive golf. I mean, sure, it's great to spin a wheel and hit a golf ball with a shovel. It's entertaining. I love seeing that stuff. But that doesn't require as much focus as if you're trying on mini tours to make it big. So I'm sure you got the wheels cooking on how you're going to balance out camera, camera off, focus, things like that. Mm-hmm. Is that... Yeah. I mean, it's got to be tough. Um, it, it definitely is, but it also... Um, has kind of become so normal to have mm-hmm. a camera on me when I'm, when I'm playing golf Okay, that, helps. that even when I'm like, when I'm in tournaments, I like, I have a couple of tournament videos up and I'm, when I'm in those, like, I don't interact with the camera. Like I do when I'm, you know, filming a match against somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, and it kind of, that is also kind of differentiates the, the videos a little bit of people know what they're going to get when they see a tournament. I'm not going to be talking. I'm not trying to entertain. 
I'm trying to win a tournament. And yeah. so there's, there's kind of a different, a different vibe there, but um, I, I want to, I want to be like right now, at least I want to be um, conscious of, I, I want to continue to make, make people feel like they're part of the journey that they started with me on. And so no matter what it, no matter what, as long as I have permission to film a tournament, I'm always, I'm always going to film it right now because there's so many people who have literally been with me since the very beginning of my channel and my journey that I know that I don't necessarily owe anybody anything, but I all, I just want to continue to like bring people along that journey as, as long as I possibly can. And, um, cause there's just, like I said, there's so many people who literally just been day ones. And so as long as I can film a tournament, I'm going to figure out how to do it. And, it's really just, it's so natural for me to have a camera on me while playing now. So it, it definitely, there's just kind of a little bit of a mindset shift between the two, but I, I really do enjoy it and just creating that, creating a story and yeah, making yep. sure that I'm. And it's so it cool of you to do it too, because we all talk about it and sometimes it just becomes lip service of saying, grow the game. But I truly mm -hmm. believe like Mike mentioned, George, yourself, people who bring the audience along on that journey do help grow the game. Cause there's no denying that there's going to be young guys and gals who are watching this and they're learning from it. What, you know, they're learning from the ups, they're learning from the downs, the mistakes that are made, the things that you learn, yeah. they're learning wrong with you and it's giving them a taste of it. And it, it may inspire people who knows they may be the, the next people we're watching in 10, 15, 20 years on yeah. the PGA tour. So I always think it's yeah. really cool that, you're using a, a platform like YouTube or Instagram to it's a very selfless thing in a lot of ways to share it because it would be even as comfortable as you are in front of it. I think we can all say it would be easier to just pure focus and not even think about creating content in the background. Yeah. But the fact that you do, I think it's, it's something that gives back to that whole golf community. Um, but the other thing I wanted to ask you about speaking of competition, another part of golf competition, long drive, you know, we've heard you kind of like tease it a little bit, talking about some speed training you've been doing, but then I got the inside track. I, I heard from some people who were down there at Purcell that you were hanging with Kyle and some of the drives. So I got to ask you, I mean, is, is long drive yeah. maybe in the future too for you? Yeah, I actually think it is. That's, um, it's something that I, I'm going to be like getting with Cobra to build, to build some stuff, but you know, I, I don't even know what, I don't even know how it happens, but <laughs> I just hit it. I hit it really far. <laughs> and, I, so, and and when I play with Kyle and he, he like consistently would tell me like, I've never played with anybody who hits it as far as you do. Like nobody ever keeps it within 20 to 25 yards of me. He's like, why don't you do long drive? And he, he's been heckling me about it for probably the last two years almost. And so we were down at Purcell a couple of weeks ago and we had talked actually talked about it. So I'm going to, I'm going to try to um, get a couple of drivers built and then I'm going to try to, if I can't make it to Utah for like a qualifying to get into worlds, then I might just <laughs> full send and go cause you can buy into worlds. Um, and I might just, I might just do that if I can't do the qualifying, but I really, I really do want to, and it's, it's super fun. Um, I mean, who I, I love, trying to see how fast I can get. And I think there's, I definitely think there's some room for me to even, even get a little bit faster according to Kyle. 
and you know he's the longest hitter in the world so if he's right. telling me that i can do it I, I don't think there's anybody else that you know there's no one else that can tell me that i should be like oh yeah that that makes me be able to do it well what's the number that you need nowadays like 365 like normal 400 stretch well, I mean, like, it's a different I mean, world when they start you know the, the long drive you know the actual clubs that they're using out there right. i mean it's a, it's so different than what we see on the golf of course. course yeah but but yeah, uh, yeah. i think the the thing that Kyle said is if I can get to around 215 ball speed, mm -hmm. then he thinks I can actually compete. And I, right now I can, I can put, I can really, I have never hit like a, a long drive club that was fit for me. I've, I've, I used one that was probably 10 years old. It was actually one of Bubby's. And I think he even had like some minor fractures in the face or something, but I've gotten that one to like 207, 208. Oh, wow. Um, so, and in those, I mean, with a, with a flighted shot at two oh, it you know two oh eight, I can I can get right around four. I can get it to four hundred with the right <laughs> condition. So, um, so I think with with a you know with when I get fit into something and get something built for me, and if I can if I can get my club head speed up in the low to mid one forties, then I think that I think I'll be able to to be able to give it a good run. That but is I so love cool. it. That's cool. I, I it's such a fun to world to the long drive stuff. You know what I mean? Between Kyle, who's who's a credible character himself, you got Bryson mm -hmm. in the mix now, possibly yourself. I mean, I, I love it. I think it's becoming a very entertaining space, long drive. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think it has a good future. I mean, Kyle has really brought it back. And I think I think long drive actually has a, is in a really good spot. And I would, you know, I would love to just be a part of it for a little bit. It's not something that I want to do long term, because um, somebody like Kyle, he's he's just he's on another planet when it comes to his ability to hit a golf ball, and his like his body just works differently. And it would just if I if I was doing that for an extended period of time, like I'm I'm literally five foot nine. I'm I weigh like one one seventy. So if I was if I was stressing my body to that extent and swinging that hard, it I don't. Right. It just wouldn't be good for me long term, but I want to do it just to say I did it, and I think it'd be super fun. But we'll see. I really think that we're probably going to see that happen in the next couple months. You'll you'll probably see some some long drive yeah. stuff. Uh, I'm excited to see that for sure. And, and another thing that I was excited to see was your recent trip over playing the old course. Uh, it was really cool getting the mix with you know some of our other friends like Seb. We actually saw Seb recently, who told us about your experience. Yes, yep. he did, and uh, I wanted to hear from you a little bit about it. Was that how much golf have you played in the UK? Was that like a, a first links experience for you, or have you have you got much experience over there? No, that the 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 first ever tee shot I hit in the in Scotland was was number one on uh St. Andrews. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Not a lot of people who could say that, mm -hmm. I don't think. Yeah. But it so was, it had to be uh, a little bit of a rude awakening cuz it's it's wildly different. It is like I I knew it was going to be different, but it was it was way different than I even it, even if I had any expectations, they were it was way beyond that, but that experience was I mean, probably top 5. It, no, it would definitely it wasn't probably. It was definitely top 5 golf experiences that I've ever had to this point in my career um, playing that course. I think what made it so special was playing it right after the open. So I was mm -hmm. there on Sunday, uh, you know, when Cam Smith won and just when there was hundreds of thousands of people there and the energy was just absolutely insane. And then going out on Monday morning and playing that course with the same pin locations 
um, all the grandstands up. Like the course was exactly how it was the day of the the final round of the open. So that was just like, it, it made it really, really, really special. And it was kind of, it was kind of overwhelming at times. And then there was also times when it was a little bit underwhelming. Um, the course was incredible. I would say playing number, and this is, this is just an interesting perspective from like a local, but they were like St. Andrews, the course itself is very underwhelming. The thing that makes mm-hmm. it so special is all of the history, the turn, like the tournament, obviously the open and then St. Andrews itself, like the town, like it's, it's all so old that you can literally, you can like feel it. And I don't know if you guys have ever been there, but like, you can just feel it. You can feel how much history is there, how much like, it's just incredible. And so when I got to hold like hole 17 and 18 was like, you just kind of like gave you chills, honestly, mm-hmm. like playing, playing the, the, uh, over the hotel, hitting that tee shot. Like it was so surreal. And then getting to 18, when I hit the tee shot on 18 and I like walked over the bridge, I, it was like, there was nothing like that. Like I, you just, I had chills the whole time walking up 18 just because there's so much history there with golf and with St. Andrews. And, um, it, it was just incredible. Like I said, top five golf experiences ever. It, it, yeah. And just absolutely. We, we did get that experience a couple of years ago. And one of the first thing we did was we went from the plane, just drove there and just yeah. immediately walked across the Swilkin bridge and, mm-hmm. You're right. It's indescribable. It's like, why even try to describe it? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Mike, it, Michael, when I got up to the 18 tee box, the caddy goes, largest fairway in golf, man. Just give it a good rip. I, this is one of my, <laughs> my most viral Instagram clips because everyone loves making fun of me for it. I sliced it right over the buildings down the street. I don't think anyone's ever hit it that far right. <laughs> we found it in a church like a, a while back. But yeah, everyone says bad. the widest fairway. It's definitely missable, especially especially when you get the nerves. I mean, yeah. did you feel any nerves playing it? Because I'll tell you one thing we did definitely feel. It's not even that there was a crowd when yeah. we played. It was just that it was like such a special moment. You mm-hmm. feel nervous for yourself, if that makes sense. Yep. Especially on the first day. Yeah. yeah. Um. I definitely felt some nerves on the first tee because I just got off of a, you know, a 10, 10 hour flight the day before or two, a couple of days before it. Or, and I was just like, I didn't want to mess it up. Like right. first ever tee shot at St. Andrews. There's a, there was quite a few people there cause there was a bunch of people playing that day. And it was just like, you know, I, I want to hit a good tee shot for just for my own, like <laughs> memory, I guess. Mm-hmm. But it definitely was, it def- I was definitely a little nervous on the first tee shot. But um, after that, like when I got to 18, I was I was really settled in. I hit a I hit a really good one on 18. I ended up making par, but I hit it. I think I was just short of the green. But playing link style golf was a com- like completely new. Just it's a different game, and I was I was not really ready for it. Um, but it's just I couldn't believe how much like undulation and like there's no difference really between the fairways and the greens. It's just the distances. Yeah. There's the flat. Right. <laughs> so that was so weird for, to me because I would, there was a couple par fives where I hit the green, but I was still like 175 feet from the hole. And I'm like, I don't know how to putt from 175 <laughs> feet. Like you have a wedge in my hand at that point. Um, and so it was just different, but I loved every second of it. And it was, it was a great experience. Massive green, some bunkers, like, you've probably never experienced anywhere else that's over there. It's just, it's, it's absolutely wild, but it's cool getting experience. And then 
as somebody who aspires and is working towards playing at that high level, we talked about PGA tour. What was it like for you watching the last round on Sunday, watching those guys play it the way that they played it and then playing it yourself the day after? Did you learn something from that? Was there any type of perspective to it? Was there something you were able to pick up from, from that experience? Yeah. Um, I think it just like, it gave me a, just a very deep amount of respect for how good they really are. Um, Cam Smith shooting 60, I think it was 64 on Sunday. Uh, and just the, I remember getting to hole 10 where he birdied, I think he birdied like five, four or five holes in a row on the back nine or were going into the back nine. And it was just insane. And, and especially like getting to hole 17 and where Cam had that the putt over the bunker there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I tried to hit that putt like four times and it was just, it was like seemingly impossible yeah. every time I hit this one in the bunker, but I'm like, I'm doing that. There's nobody here. It's just, you know, we're playing essentially a practice round, but I'm like to be able to, to be able to pull off that in the final round of the open to get that up and down where he had hit his third shot. It just, it literally is just incredible. And like, they are just so, so good. But I think it comes down to like I was saying earlier, like their their mental game, like their ability to stay so calm in moments like that, and just a deep amount of respect for for how good they really are and what it takes to play at that level. You know, to be able to just pull off things like that is incredible. But it's it's really inspiring, honestly. Yeah, it, it really is. Um, and you, I think, oh, sorry, go ahead. I mean, to cut you off. So, did you get to experience any of the surrounding Scotland area, or did you have to shuffle off quickly? Like, did you get to go to the Dunvegan or hang out in that awesome town with that golf enriched history? Yeah, we actually did. We didn't. We didn't go to the to the bar that you mentioned because it was mm-hmm. just completely. I think in that a bar right there. Yeah, the Dunvegan. Yeah, it was probably slammed. You know. slammed yeah, yeah, it was yeah. absolutely slammed. But um, we did. We spent pretty much every night we were there. We spent it kind of just in St. Andrews. We would bounce around to different little restaurants and pubs there, and it it really it really was special. And it's it's a very very great experience. And for anybody who hasn't, if you ever get that opportunity, I would absolutely recommend it because it you really can just feel the history. Just you can just feel it, and it's when you get oh, yeah. there, you'll know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah it, we, we Frank and I we 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 teed off at like six p.m. Yeah, which was we, wild in and of itself. We yeah. walked off the course at ten thirty because in the summertime it's light out there, as you know. Yeah. And the only thing open was Dominoes in Scotland, so we had to order that to our hotel room. <laughs> yeah, but, hey, like, yeah. what are we? What are we? Like Rory end? getting Dominoes? <laughs> that's right. Yeah. That's right. That's right. <laughs> um. Anyway, switch gears. One thing I don't want to lose sight of and I want to talk about is something that we've been enjoying here this entire time, which is your coffee. And it, it, mm. it hits really home for us because we're big coffee guys. I, I mean, none, none of what we do yeah. would happen without coffee. <laughs> That's how much we need it. Yeah. But um, <laughs> one thing I want to ask you first, right on it, obviously, is Tig's Blend. And we hear people refer to you as Tig all the time. So can you just tell us where that nickname came from? So. Tig has been my nickname for my entire life. And interestingly enough, my dad used to work for a coffee company in Oklahoma City. And they had a lot of uh, trucks that would come through there and, you know, coffee in and out like all day. And so we used to, as a kid, I would like go up to his work every now and then. And there was this one uh, trucking company called Tigator Trucking. And the logo was like a gator and a tiger together. And then 
I just was attracted to it every time I would go to his, go up to his office. And so he got me a hat that said, it said Tigator on it, but then it had the, like the logo. And so I just, I wore that from probably when I was four until I was just, it literally fell apart. And so <laughs> it went from Tigator to Tig and it's been that, it's been that way ever since I was a kid. And there's, I mean, I don't introduce myself as Tig, but there's a lot of people who just, I mean, Micah is like secondary to them. Like yep. Tig is just, it's just my name. That's funny. So, so then that's what we ended up putting on here. But how did this come to fruition? Like your own coffee. So how did that come to be? Um, I've probably been drinking coffee. Most people are surprised by this, but I've probably been drinking coffee for, I'm 27. I've probably been drinking it for like at least like 17 or 18 years. Like I started very young drinking <laughs> coffee just in it. And I, I don't even, I never, I never drank coffee because I was like, I need to, I need a boost. Like I need a caffeine. Like that was never why I drank it. I just started drinking it. I think, I think probably one of the reasons was my dad would drink it every morning and it was kind of just like a routine. And I just, I'd I loved, like, I, I was just like, that's cool. Like I want to do that too. And so, um, I just started drinking it and it just kind of became like a, a part of what I did. Like it's, it's kind of like, it's like an experience for me. Like coffee is like an experience. I don't really drink it because I need caffeine. And even to this day, like I wake up and drink coffee and I like, it's a, it's like a very, like, it's a special time for me. It's an experience. I, I spend a lot of time thinking and, you know, writing and doing, doing those things while I'm drinking coffee. And so it's just kind of been a part of my life for a long time. And I, I just, I love good coffee. And so when we kind of, kind of started thinking about like, what does it look like to create a a coffee line? And I'm obviously so passionate about it. I talk about it all the time and it's just a big part of who I am. So me and my wife, um, we got connected with a coffee roaster in Fort Wayne, Indiana, and we went and did like a bunch of sampling and, you know, just figuring out exactly what, what I kind of putting together something that I really, that's just perfect for me. And, uh, we were like, we're just going to go for it and see what happens. And it's been a lot of fun and I, I, I love it. Cause it's, it's, I'm so, it's kind of like a passion project that turned into uh, you know, Hey, let's see what we can do with this. But I love coffee. It's a, it's a part of my everyday routine. It's an experience for me. And so many things have happened over having a cup of coffee that have just been so impactful to my life. And so I just like, I just like that. Like, I like the fact that it's, it's something that I can share with other people. Yeah. Uh, it, it, whatever you've done, you've done it right. <laughs> you <laughs> can tell you know your coffee because I'm, I'm enjoying it. It's, it's really it's really a good cup. Um, do you have plans yeah, for the future that. to expand it in any way or is it just kind of like this is a little side project and, you know, this is how you're doing it or what's what's the vision for the coffee company? Um, yeah, we definitely we definitely want to expand it. Um, we don't, we're kind of, we're kind of just letting it grow at its own pace at the, at the moment. Mm -hmm. Um, but we definitely like want to continue to kind of grow it, grow it and just kind of see where it goes. And, uh, we'll probably add, we'll probably add some different, some different blends. We'll probably add some other things. Um, and we kind of want to move, I would like to go into like, like right now we have whole bean and ground, but I would love to be able to go into what is a really common thing in coffee today is like having pods like Mm -hmm. K cups or having like more, like just making it more accessible for people because not everyone is, you know, buying a bag of coffee and grinding it up and, you know, 
it's just making I want to make it a little more accessible for people. But that's, you know, a couple things. But I, I definitely would like to to grow it and kind of just see where it goes. But yeah. hey, are you a cold coffee guy at all? Um, yeah, I actually not near as much. Okay. But I think I would I, I think there's some op- some real opportunity for like cold brew. Yep. And, um, and stuff like that. So we, we have discussed that and we've, we've talked about what that looks like. So I would imagine somewhere in the future, there's, there's going to be, and I, you know, and, you know, there'll be like a, um, some type of cold brew that you can buy in a, in like a twist off or whatever. Love it. Love yeah. it. Well, like I said, at the start of the show, busy, busy guy between the coffee yeah. company, traveling, the RV, the mini tour events, the stuff you've got going on with YouTube, social media. I mean, it's just, it's been a pleasure to watch the journey to this point. And I think collectively we all look forward to even seeing where it goes, you know, down the line and, and wish you, you know, the best in this pursuit towards the competitive golf that you're after because there's no doubt it's, it's entertaining to watch as you said ups and downs we want to see it all so we appreciate you bringing us along for all that and we appreciate you taking time out of that busy schedule to, to come by the podcast today and, and talk to us about it it's it's been really uh it's been really fun having you on well yeah thank you guys you know thanks for giving me opportunity come on i i love what you guys are doing and this was actually my first ever podcast and it was great so um, wow! Really, I would not was, have pegged yeah. you this for this being your first podcast. Seriously. I would think you probably <laughs> have a million that you get invited to. So yeah, thanks for coming other, on ours. Thank you. Other, other than doing, other than doing like the good good podcast, right? Of course. Out, yeah, outside of that. So right. yeah, thank you guys for having me on. Thanks for um, you know, you guys are awesome, and thanks for letting me share my story. And yeah, it's just great. I love it. Hey, well, thank we, you. One we, day we're gonna get on the course. I was just gonna you. say we yeah. need a two v tig. What do you think? <laughs> yeah uh, let's do it guys let's do it that'd be great all right especially this guy driving the ball 400 yards you're gonna it's gonna be 2v and you're still gonna probably have to give us strokes yeah. but <laughs> regardless <laughs> we'll just be happy to get that out there on the course with you so hopefully we'll make that happen but thanks again uh thanks for coming on the show good luck with everything and uh, i'm sure we'll catch up with you again soon thanks guys i really appreciate that